We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a bonus series I'm doing called A Personal History of Silicon Valley Recessions. This is a five-part mini-series of what it was like to go through two, and unfortunately now starting on three, recessions in Silicon Valley. It's January 2023 as I record this, and I don't think you need to be a genius to figure out that we're either in a recession or about to go into one. I think most experts would generally say that the spark that ignited it was when Russia invaded Ukraine, right, in February of 2022. Come to think of it, that was probably not the actual spark. Clearly, it was an additional nudge, but my guess is that the woes started during the COVID-19 lockdown that created a self-imposed recession back in March of 2020, which we'll talk about. That's when inflation started to accelerate and the supply chain got itself all tangled up. Actually, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. We'll get to that in part five. For now, I'd like to give you some context as to where I'm coming from and why I would even do this. If you've listened to this show, you know that I talk a lot about actionable insights based on the folks I interview and my own history with entrepreneurship. More importantly, our job here on the podcast is to educate and inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs. Part of that education is learning from the past, and since I feel we're in for a pretty bumpy couple of years, I figured I'd share some insights from past recessions I've been through. For part one, which is this one, let's level set a bit as to where my head is when it comes to my relationship with Silicon Valley. Born in the most creative place on earth. I'm lucky. I was born in Silicon Valley and had a pretty normal childhood as Gen Xers go. This was the 70s and 80s, where the only real limits were when you had to be home when the streetlights went on, so you could heat up your hungry men dinner and watch the A-Team. As was the fashion for the times, both my parents worked, so being the eldest of three boys, it was my job to make sure the house did not burn down. We came close twice. (laughs) 
Once when Brother Paul set the toaster oven on fire with his snack concoction of saltines, butter, and honey, the other time was during a game of war when we used a road flare to smoke out the neighbor in the garage. When you hear us old folks from Gen X say we were lucky to be alive, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Hacker by nature. One of the most memorable things to come out of my childhood was a love of computers. My dad and I built one actually in our basement. It was crude, borderline functional, but it taught me a lot about electronics. Since my dad was an electrical engineer, it was only natural that he would teach me as much as he could. We had one of the first VIC-20s, Commodore 64s, we actually had two of those, and an Amiga, if you even know what that is, <laughs> which when you open the case, because we did, the inside of the case had everyone's signature that worked on it, right? The signatures were etched into the mold of the case, <clears throat> so the signatures were raised, so you ran your fingers across it, you could actually feel them. We'd go to computer club meetings and share, quote-unquote, software with each other on five-and-a-quarter-inch floppy disks that took literally eons to copy. It was basically the Wild West for sure. I probably even rubbed elbows with Steve Wozniak, but I didn't really know that because everyone back then had a beard, and you know it was sort of hard to tell. Now that I think about it, <clears throat> it was pretty darn cool for a kid who loved to hack computers. I'd even follow in my dad's footsteps, right, to San Jose State, where 25 years after he did it, I got my degree in double E. But instead of following my dad into the airline industry, he worked at United Airlines, I decided to take on this whole startup thing. Pretty much everyone in my graduating class of 1995 was going to do some form of startup in Silicon Valley. It's all anyone would talk about. And the hottest ones to go to were semiconductors and networking startups. Semiconductors, because what drove everyone's personal computers and networking, you know, the, because they were building the big I, right, was just starting to get into the big I internet, right, was just starting to be built. So I found a job in a startup called Adaptive Solutions, where one of my classmates, Jim, worked. Adaptive Solutions created parallel processors to solve neural network type problems. It was the precursor to the GPU from NVIDIA, or NVIDIA, right? And no one really knew how to build those things back then. It was a great job, but soon they wanted to shift to purely software development, and that was one of those things back then. And they basically shut us down after a, half, a year and a half. Um, we were the semiconductor division down in Sunnyvale. For them, the pivot to software ended up going south pretty quickly, and they actually ended up going bankrupt another year and a half later. I still remember the day my boss Mike and I closed the doors for the last time, put the key in the FedEx envelope to ship back to the home office in Portland, and said our farewells. That would not be the last time I had to shut something down, but it left a pretty big mark. Not in the woe is me, I don't deserve this kind of thing, but really no matter how good you are, you can always be replaced. Sad to say, but it's true. So on that cheerful note, thanks for listening to part one of a personal history of Silicon Valley recessions. Stay tuned for part two, where I'll let you know what it felt like during the dot-com boom and bust that led to the 2000-run recession ahead of the war on terror. Until next time, chin up, shoulders back, and keep grinding. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. 
If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better, as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur, and frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA, and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better.